Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. I want to continue sharing with you today from St. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And I will continue sharing on spiritual warfare. And so our scripture, our base scripture is out of St. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12, as we read about how the kingdom suffers violence. And we know that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. So we give God thanks for the opportunity to continue to declare his word in the land of the living. The word of God is the most powerful thing you have in your life. So St. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, right? So it has not ceased. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. All right, let's read that again. Verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. We pretty much look at the the first part of of that scripture last week, how from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom suffered violence. And I just want to take a moment to speak to the last part of that verse before proceed or the violent take it by force. Uh, the term take it there actually means mean to seize it. So it is saying that the violent or the aggressor will seize the kingdom and you might say what does that mean? How, how can the kingdom be seized? But the agenda of the enemy of Satan is to stop the operation of the kingdom in your life, to pull you out of the kingdom system so that the kingdom can't operate in your life. So he's aggressively working over time, every day and night, putting his systems in place to seize the operation of the kingdom in your life or to take it. And so you also and even more than the enemy, have to be aggressive to ensure the operation of the kingdom in your life because the aggressor is going to take it by force. So you have to be aggressive enough to ensure that the kingdom continues to operate in your life. You cannot afford to give up on the principles of the kingdom. You have to position yourself and declare that this kingdom is going to be a part of my life for the rest of my time on earth. And as Jesus said, you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in my life and allow the kingdom. So the aggressor is going to take it by force. And I want you to notice that those last few words, take it by force. If you are going to take the kingdom 
in the sense of uh, ensuring its operation in your life. It cannot be through any negotiation with the devil. You have to take it by force. You have to be aggressive. You have to step forward and decide that God has not given me the spirit of fear and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And this kingdom is going to be my life. The violent, the aggressor, take it by force. And so if, if you are going to be passive and say, well, if it's God's will, it will happen. And I, I'm just waiting. I'm not worrying myself. I'm not saying you should be worrying yourself or anything like that. But you cannot be passive and ensure the operation of the kingdom in your life. You have to take it by force. The kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Uh, it's not that some people were not born again, why certain things happen in their life, but they were just not aggressive enough to take the kingdom by force in terms of its operations in their lives. So the challenge on you this morning is to ensure you take the kingdom by force. So if you look at John the Baptist, he came and he reintroduced the message of the kingdom as the forerunner to Jesus. And that message connected to the point of him saying to some of the religious people one day when they came to his baptism, whole generation of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. But for him to be able to establish the kingdom on earth and get those roots in terms of weird people coming to his baptism and receiving the kingdom, he had to do it by force. In other words, he had to be the aggressor. So I know that you pray in your heart sometimes and all of that, although there's not really an example of that in the Bible, but you kind of have to open up your mouth and clear in your space, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done in my family, in my community, in this church, in this nation, in the lives of my children in the lives of my nieces and nephews, uh, brothers and sisters, your kingdom come. And you declare that consistently and watch kingdom of God established in your situation. I want to remind you that a kingdom is about principles, systems, laws, government. In short, it's about operations, how things operate. Spiritual warfare is the systems of this world or the systems of the kingdom of darkness opposing the system of the kingdom of God, the spiritual war. So all over the world, people are bound, are in bondage on different levels by all kinds of systems. It's not necessarily a demon that is standing up beside them every moment of the day, holding on to them. It's systems that has held people in bondage. And people have grown uh, to be a part of these systems and accommodate them as part of their lives, as part of the way forward, just partnering with the lies of the devil. I recommend to you to evaluate every system in your life. We have major disturbance in the United States of America right now because people
people are frustrated with the system, systems that are incapable of producing meaningful results. But people are dissatisfied in Jamaica and in Canada and all over the place with systems also, different kinds of systems. Some of you are frustrated this morning because of the systems that have operated over time in your life and has held you captive. Remember, it's the violent that take it by force. You can't just sit down and say, well, you know, that's how my grandmother was and that's how my mother was and, you know, I've grown that way. So what do you expect of me? What I expect of you is to accommodate the kingdom system. You can't just do it because grandma and them used to do it. And sometimes they have no explanation for what they used to do. They, they grew up and saw their grandmas doing the same thing. I remember hearing a story of a young wife that would cut off the edges of the ham before she bake it or, or prepare it for her family. So one day her husband asked her, why do you keep cutting off the edges of the, the ham? And she said, well, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure. I used to see my mom doing it. So they called up, called up mom, asked mom, why do you, why is it that you used to cut off the edges of the ham when you prepare it? And she said, well, that's a good question, but you know, I, I really don't know. I grew up seeing my mom doing it. So thankfully grandma was still alive and they called up grandma, said, grandma, we have a question. Why you uh, usually cut off the edges of the ham before you prepare it? And grandma said, well, you know, in my days, pans that we used to prepare the ham in wasn't big enough. So we cut off the edges of the ham so the ham could fit in the pan. But today we have bigger pans and all of that. There's no need to cut off the edges of the ham. What I'm saying is that, hey, these people have been wasting their ham for how long? Because they just latched on to a tradition. You can't just do things because other people used to doing it. You have to evaluate the merits of it in your life. So the Jews were in captivity to Babylon at one time. Now, most of us know that Babylon is more of a system than a place. Of course, there was a physical place called Babylon, but it, it was more of a system than a place. So when a nation takes another nation, group of people in captivity, or the modern word is colonize um, them, one of the things the nation doing the colonization uh, generally practice is to try and change the culture of the people they have in captivity. So remember now that culture speaks to systems, practices over the years, over time, that has become a part, a norm in people's surrounding. So the Babylonians work very hard at changing the system of Judah when they had them in captivity. Why? Because they wanted to get them in Babylonian system to produce results for Babylon 
and not to identify with their God. So remember when God sent Moses to Pharaoh, the message to Pharaoh was, let my people go that they will serve me. Very important. In other words, the Jewish people had been serving Egypt, serving Pharaoh for generations. Serving to mean they have been living by the Egyptian system and was cultured by that. God was saying to Pharaoh through Moses, let my people go. I need them to serve my system. I need them to serve me or to practice my system because they're my people. So I don't want them practicing your system. I want them practicing kingdom system. So let my people go that they might serve me, live according to my system and practice my system. A system is like a bridge. It connects you to something. A bridge serves as a connection point. It connects one side to the other, one end to the other, or one point to the next. Systems connects you to results. And so the kind of bridges that you build in your life will determine the kind of results that you are connected to, the kind of systems that you establish in your life will determine the kind of results that you are connected to. The kingdom system connects you with kingdom results. So if you establish the kingdom system in your life, you are connecting yourself to kingdom results, which by the way, those are the best results for you. God created you to have kingdom results, results that God intended for your life. So in an effort to undermine or hinder the God intended results for your life, the enemy will attack the systems of the kingdom that produce those results. So that is why we go back to that scripture now to say the kingdom, the system of the kingdom suffers violence. And the violent, the aggressor, takes it by force. When the enemy inspired the folks in the book of Daniel, the people, to, to bring down Daniel, if you notice, it's interesting what they did. They created a system that they knew Daniel would not subscribe to. So they worked in collusion with the king, the king not even realizing what was happening, to say, look, anyone don't worship according to this system and honor you, O king. In this way, they will be cast into the lion's den. So they created this fake system overnight to try and uh, um, accomplish their task in bringing down Daniel. The enemy works through systems. And this is why you have to be on guard because some of you have been sucked 
locked in by systems at your workplace. And just because you think you have to keep that job because there's no other possibility, you allow those systems to redefine. The devil is a lie. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Of course, he is the God that creates roadways in the wilderness. Don't allow any system um, that is not of God to, 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 to pull you in and redefine you. The kingdom system stands above every other system or ought to stand above every other system in your life. So, again, the spiritual warfare, the essence of it is the systems of the kingdom of darkness fighting, opposing the system of the kingdom of God. And of course, it don't come in that way to say, here are the systems of the kingdom of darkness and here are the systems of the kingdom of light. So choose. No, the devil comes in a very subtle way. So he works through governments, through authorities to establish systems. That is why the Bible says, pray for kings and for all those who are in authority that they might lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And there's another scripture that says, when the evil reign, the people mourn because they put in systems that oppress the people. They perpetuate systems that frustrate the people. But the Bible says, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice because the kingdom system was intended to bring joy and fulfillment to your life. The systems of the kingdom of darkness strongly appeal to the flesh, while the systems of the kingdom of God strongly appeal to your spirit. So if you remember that story in Daniel that I mentioned just a moment ago, that system appealed to Darius's flesh. They set it up that way. So if they don't let you feel that big and feel like king and God, let's throw them into the lion's den. The system of the kingdom of darkness appeals to the flesh all the time. So those systems will parade things in front of you to suggest that you will be better off if you do this and make you feel like you'll be better off. But the systems of the kingdom of God appeals to your spirit. So let's look at a few examples here of, of uh, the system of the kingdom of darkness appealing to the flesh. If you look at Eve in the book of Genesis, when the enemy came to tempt, to challenge the kingdom system, here's what he's parading before Eve. You can be as wise as God. You can be further ahead in life. So trying to get Eve to feel unaccomplished in her life. And here's an opportunity to be better. And she bought it in the flesh. As I said, that situation about Darius. You look at the situation with Herod when John the Baptist was beheaded. And hey, this young lady died. 
sins for Herod, letting him feel good in the flesh. The, the kingdom of darkness set him up in the flesh. Well, before that, he said, well, you know, anything you ask as they pumped his flesh. So right there in the flesh, he never bargained for giving John the Baptist head, but the system worked on him and created that kind of situation. I'm saying to you, don't be carried away with what the flesh seemed to offer. Jesus teaching in Matthew 6 verse 33, he said, seek ye first, simply, the kingdom of God. This, the kingdom system and all these things shall be added unto you. So God's saying, hey, the, the, the things of earth, I'm conscious that you need those and all of that, and I'm not withholding them from you. But the way to get them in a meaningful way where they can be sustained in your life and you benefit from them in some way is through the kingdom. So the reason why you are required to be uh, constant in the things of God is because that is the way how you develop and fortify the kingdom system in your life. Because just practicing a principle one time don't mean that that principle is established as a system in your life. So if you gave a big offering 20 years ago and God bless you, that's not the testimony God wants you to live in for the rest of your life. He wants you to make giving a system in your life, establish it as a system in your life that the harvest will continue. God don't want you to have a one-time harvest in your life. He wants you to have perpetual harvest. But that means establishing um, the system of giving in your life. I want to read from Galatians chapter 6. And we're going to read from verse 7 down to verse 9. Galatians chapter 6. One of those epistles written by Paul. Verse number seven, it says, don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. God is not mocked. What a person plants, he will harvest. In other words, what, what you plant will determine your harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvest a crop of weeds. And I, I hope that you would part company with selfishness if that was ever in your circle. All he will have to show for his life is weeds. We, the ones, the one who plans in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvest a crop of real life, eternal life. So let us not allow ourselves, allow ourselves to get fatigued or weary doing good. 
let us not be weary in well-doing. In other words, in continuously establishing the kingdom of God in your life, in continuing to establish the system of the kingdom of God in your life. That's not always easy because it's going to come against opposition or opposition is going to come against it. Remember that the kingdom system suffers violence. So in making an effort to establish the kingdom system in your life, violence is going to come against you. But Paul said, don't be weary. Don't be fatigued in doing it because in due season, in other words, when that system that you have established becomes mature, you will reap if you faint not. You will reap and reap and reap and reap. I challenge you this morning not to be weary in well-doing, knowing that you will reap if you faint not. And I want you not to interpret well-doing as merely going to church every Sunday. You know, that it's more than that. Of course, I want you to come to the place where the saints are gathered, forsake not the assembling of the brethren and all of that. But it goes way further, deeper than that. Well-doing, continuing to establish the kingdom system in your life. And even though opposition come against it, sometimes the opposition from is from your immediate circle, from the the very people that you would expect support, but because they don't understand it and all of that, opposition comes, violence comes against you. But the Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing. And I want to remind you that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So sometimes the very people that you are battling for in the spirit, don't understand what you're doing and the enemy would want to work on them to frustrate you and to get you to try and become weary. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Isaiah 40, 31. They shall run and shall not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah um, 59 tells us how the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, that's the violence against you. The spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Oh, I know some of you can testify right now that the enemy has come in like a flood. And you know, flood is destructive. But I declare this morning, and let us all declare, the Lord is our light and salvation. Whom shall we fear? The Lord is the strength of our lives. Of whom shall we be afraid? When the wicked, even our enemies and foes, come upon us to eat up our flesh, they stumble and fell. And though an ocean should encamp against us, our hearts shall not fear. Though war should rise against us, though opposition and violence comes against the system of the kingdom, we will not be deterred. God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in the time of trouble. 
Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried away in the midst of the flood, there is a river. Thank God for that river that is still flowing. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High God. God is in the midst of her. He, she shall not be moved. God shall help her on that right road. Yes, the even rage, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. Come behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease, he breaketh the bow, he cutteth the spear in sunder. Be still and know that I am God, he's saying. I will be exalted among the even. Among, I will be exalted above all that opposition and violence that is coming against you because the Lord of hosts the Lord of hosts Sabaoth the Lord Sabaoth is with you the God of Jacob is our refuge let's read 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 we're going to read from verse 3 down to verse 5 2 Corinthians chapter 10, from verse 3 to verse 5. It says, the world is unprincipled. And this is the message version, right? The world is unprincipled. It's dog, eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. We don't operate according to those systems. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation. But they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture or system talking about those systems of the world that is influenced by the devil we use our powerful god tools for smashing warped philosophies philosophy speaks to systems whether they are established in your own personal mind or in the minds of those who are in authority and established in the, the play in the space as a culture, philosophies speaks to systems. So we use our powerful God uh, tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God and uh, fitting every loose thought and, emo thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of a life shaped by Christ. It's a powerful portion of scripture. And the King James Version would say something like, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What I'm saying, and what we're saying here, the word of God is saying is that the way that you bring down systems is not through 
fighting in the flesh and frustrating yourself. It's not through crying that you didn't do anything and uh, just hoping that people will have pity on you. No, the aggressive or the aggressor takes it by force. So you now have to start praying against those systems that are in your workplace, that are around your community, in your family, that are even in the church. Those are the systems that we have to uh, bring down, cast them down. Every system that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If we remember Romans chapter 12, it says, be not conformed to this world or to the world system, but be transformed to the kingdom system by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So God told Joshua, we read the scripture this morning, and it's a very interesting one. God told Joshua that if he observed to do all that was written in the law, or all the principles of the kingdom that he knows, then he would establish a system, the kingdom system in his life. In other words, God said, observe to do all the principles. Don't pick out the ones that you like and are more workable in your eyes, the ones that are easier to establish. If you will observe to do all that is written in the law. Because sometimes as believers must be the enemy that influence the thought that, oh, you can pick out this one and operate on it and leave that one because you don't reach there yet and all that kind of stuff. No, God told Joshua, observe to do all, all the principles. Because when you do that, you establish the kingdom system in your life. And he said, if you go, go about it that way, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And you will have good success through the kingdom principles or the kingdom system. The kingdom system was designed to help you become your best. When you consistently apply kingdom principles to your life and establish the kingdom system, it is bound to produce extraordinary results in your life. It is inevitable. Hence, God told Joshua, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. So I challenge you this morning to observe carefully what God told Joshua, which is applicable to all of us. Observe to do all. Not most, not those that you're comfortable right now. I am not saying that you'll get everything in one go, but you have to keep working on it in spite of the violence that is going to come against you. You have to keep 
working on it because if you keep working on it, you are guaranteed success. God desires for you to have the best, but it don't just come as you get baptized in water and the floodgates just open and it just come like that. The violent take it by force. The aggression. And we can't afford for the enemy to constantly be aggressive and we constantly be, be passive because what that is going to do is to uh, force you in a corner that eventually you become frustrated and become vulnerable to quitting. Together, we're going to fight. Sometimes we end up fighting the wrong enemy. There's nothing more dangerous than fighting the wrong enemy because you waste your time and your energy fighting people. People are not your enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against systems of the kingdom of darkness. But you have within you omnipotent power that enables you to fight and to break through. I know that um, there are some situations that seem impenetrable sometimes, but to be honest, that's only in your mind. In the spirit, they're very much penetrable. When Joshua and Israel looked at Jericho, it was impossible. The Bible said Jericho was straightly shut up. None went in, none came out. It was fortified. They were considered the most secure. And God didn't have to have them dig down the walls in any physical way. He gave them the strategy and Jericho came down. I want to remind you this morning that the hills melt like walks at the presence of the Lord of all the earth. Don't be weary or frustrated about the time that it is taking for certain results to be produced in your life. I'm telling you that after 30 odd years of serving the Lord and practicing some kingdom system, some of them are just coming to maturity and producing some results in my life. So it will take time for certain systems, certain things to produce at certain levels in your life. Don't be weary in well-doing because the harvest is already scheduled in your life. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.